Welcome to The Spread, where sports and creativity meet bottom line. I'm thrilled to be here with one of my absolute favorite women crushing it in the sports, art, and startup world, Jasmine Mayetta, founder and CEO of Round 21. Jasmine has a really impressive career that spans playing professional basketball to running brand for Hasbro, Under Armour, and Peloton, and now founding her own brand, Round 21 which brings art onto the canvas of sport. And I'm super excited to talk more with her about it. Welcome to The Spread, Jasmine. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So I want to dive into something that I think is a really exciting way to get started. I rewatched your Shark Tank clip yesterday. And can you tell us what it was like prepping to be on Shark Tank How did you kind of come up with the deal that you were going to ask for? And what was it like getting ready to do that? Well, I guess we have to go back in a time machine because I actually applied in August of 2020. And the application went into click here and didn't hear anything until six months later on a random phone call, which then kicked in eight months of submit this, make sure you share this. Round 21 has a lot of partners, so we had to do a tremendous amount of work from a paper perspective to legitimize all of our partners. There was a truly grueling gauntlet of Mm -hmm. continue to submit more information. And then when we were given the opportunity and invited to record, that was not a guarantee that we would be on air. And that was where we needed to make some decisions around our script, our value proposition. And that was in 2021, actually in September of 2021, a year since I had applied originally. Mm -hmm. And it was in the height of the NFT emergence as a new technology. And we were the first Web3 brand, I think maybe the only Web3 brand, I don't know, on Shark Tank. And that influenced so much of whether it was the terms that I walked in on or the interest of the sharks, et cetera. But it was certainly a different time than is now, but it was something that I feel like was a very monumental moment for the brand even today. And how so? What have you experienced since being on the show specifically for how Shark Tank and the partnership with Mr. Wonderful influenced where the brand went? Yeah. So actually we walked away from the deal. I don't know if I ever told you you that. Yeah. In partnership with Kevin O'Leary and ABC, I can share that we did walk away from the deal. And, you know, things after the taping go into due diligence. And there was just a recognition, I think, around alignment that maybe wasn't as strong as we would have hoped on both sides. And mm-hmm. we're building a cultural brand. We certainly understand the importance of driving revenue and driving growth and all of the things that business must do. However, we're not going to sacrifice a connection to the community and a trajectory that is authentic and growing where the brand and our community is going. And our community is very diverse. It's athletes, it's artists, it's the sports fan, it's people who live a sports lifestyle. And we wanted to make sure that we align our brand with people who recognize the unique foundation of Round 21 today and where we're going so that we're setting ourselves up for long-term durable success as a business. And you know, Kevin O'Leary has a very strong track record of supporting startups. I think that we wanted to make sure that we had a level of alignment that wasn't necessarily there. But 
the Shark Tank platform and the producers and ABC and the connection that we've had to the show has been a media value that you can't really put a price on. We've run in syndication as reruns a handful of times and there's always a you know, bump in traffic. And we're mm-hmm. a part of this little founder community of other Shark Tank founders, even within sports. Justin Kittredge founded iSlide. He was on Shark Tank. He's a friend of mine. The Grind basketball team, Thomas and I are friends. And so that's a nice little small community as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's what I hear a lot, having worked with plenty of startups myself, is this balance of satisfying investors or figuring out how to manage your cap table or think about the business as a business and the numbers, but then also marrying that with the brand and making sure that everything behind it stacks up to represent your values and push the brand forward so you don't lose sight of that. And I've seen that throughout my career too, that oftentimes when those decisions aren't made with the brand in mind, it can end up taking the company off track. I think that's really impressive that you decided to walk away from it and the thinking behind it. And I think this is actually a great segue for you to tell us a bit more about what Round 21 is today, because of course, Web3 had this whole rise and then kind of disappeared. And I'd love to hear about where it is now. Yeah. So Round 21 actually has never deviated from the original insight and core reason for being, which is we are a sports brand that pairs artists and athletes to create products that are focused on identity and self-expression. So we've always Mm -hmm. been participating in a new and modern approach to the sports lifestyle, which is rooted in identity and individuality, whereas Mm -hmm. traditionally products have particularly been conforming in sports. You put a big logo Mm -hmm. in the front of a t-shirt and that represents you're a fan. Well, people want to represent who they are and they're a Mm -hmm. fan and that's what we stand for. The opportunity within the kind of 2020-2021 era with NFTs was to set ourselves apart with modern technology and new technology that immediately would not signal that we are anything like the other sports brands. right? And we still understand that that technology, and even back then, is designed to provide access and status. And for artists in particular, a sense of ownership over their work. We have the capacity and capability to leverage that technology when we need to and want to in a very intentional way. What's great about Round 21 today is the token or an NFT was never our product. It was always Mm -hmm. that access or a little bit of a token gate. So Mm -hmm. the shifts in how NFTs have been valued the past, call it 18 to 24 months, has not markedly impacted Round 21's business. I think that's just out of fortune. It's just fortunate that that happened. It wasn't something that we ever really set out to do, that we were smart enough to say that we planned that, but we've been fortunate mm-hmm. that our product has always been the physical. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us a bit more about the product line? Yeah. The physical products? yeah. So when we look at the sports lifestyle, you know that can be defined in a lot of different ways. But for us, it's people who use sports to connect. That might be they're an athlete and they connect with themselves on a deeper level and other people because they play. It might be that they choose to go to a Milwaukee Bucks game on a date because sports just brings a level of comfort and it's a good way to connect with people. It might be going to play pickleball as a mom who now is an empty nester because your kids are out of you know the house and you want to reconnect with your friends. So there's this 
it's a lifestyle and it's a bit of a psychographic that I live a sports lifestyle that we are tapping into versus a demographic. And mm-hmm. the products that round out that sports lifestyle really are toe to head. So whether it's things that you collect, wear, or play, Round 21 has something for you. It's just going to stand out through an artistic expression. That might be a soccer ball, a basketball, a hoodie, socks, a collectible that's designed with art in a limited form or by an artist who has a disproportionate legacy as a asset class where we bring the art to life on the canvas of sport, which is an extension of the art off the wall. That's something that we're bringing to life this holiday with the Basquiat and Keith Haring estate, which we're really proud of. But it kind of takes on a form that's wearable, playable, or collectible. And those are the segments of business that we build products for the sports lifestyle that have a sense of self-expression and identity for today's modern sports fan. Mm-hmm. And I love the marrying of sport and art, of course. That's, of course, my field as well, working on design and branding for sports brands. And I think you're doing it in such an interesting way. I think this is, as you said, there's the landscape of sport and art is changing and going from just being able to buy a branded t-shirt or a t-shirt or apparel from a team to having more variety in what products you can have either wear or have in your home to represent your identity and your attraction to sports is really interesting. It also makes me think of kind of some of the other things that are happening in sports, like Athletes Unlimited, how they've created a new league that's not where the team is always changing. And it's more about your affinity for specific athletes. And it's just kind of rethinking how a sport lifestyle or engaging with sports can be. So I'm curious how all of your years of working in sports from being an athlete to being high up at some of these global brands like Under Armour, Peloton, et cetera, how that experience influenced the idea for Round 21. Yeah, I guess in a way it all influenced it. I was an athlete at the professional level and then coached for a number of years before ever going into the marketing side of sports. And I even felt then that the emphasis on the team versus the player was changing. Obviously, Michael Jordan had an impact on the player's value Mm -hmm. related to merch, but he stayed Mm -hmm. with the Bulls predominantly. Obviously, he went to the Wizards, but he stayed with the Bulls predominantly. But there was a distinction as I started my new role at Reebok in the mid-2000s, and then definitely when I went into my role at Under Armour, where the player, whether it was player edition product or just the propensity for players to jump around and even the leagues and the ability for agents to navigate the world with a little bit more agility, that there was a sense that the player was going to move and the fans were at least going to get the choice to go with them in the spirit of wanting to continue to root for the person making the plays, not just the place he made them or she made them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when it started to come into more kind of present day and you see the biggest names in sports like Tom Brady go from almost his entire career to then a new team and the support for him being an icon or a goat being seen as like transcending the New England Patriots. I think that was a Mm -hmm. real, for me, that was a validation that, okay, this is here to stay. Same with LeBron 
mm-hmm. and the places that he's played and people still being interested in buying that LeBron Nike sneaker. For the you know value of the player to be fully maximized for the player, that's the distinction Round 21 is really trying to build as well, is that mm-hmm. older the days, I think, where the player grows into hoping they get the shoe deal, the car deal, the beverage deal. I mean, the Jerry Maguire template is now 30 years old. So mm-hmm. what's the modern approach? Well, they're the brand and they should be dictating and determining how they monetize that brand in so many different ways. And that legacy being something that they are in control of, not another brand being in control mm-hmm. of that. That is imperative to how Round 21 connects with the players, which is we don't treat the athletes as endorsers, which is we're just the alternative, right? We treat them as partners. We empower the athletes to represent their own story and express their true selves, which is a wild shift from the traditional brand athlete relationship. And -hmm. it's reflecting the changing consumer values as well of prioritizing authenticity, personal storytelling, creative control with the athlete. And, you know, when the U.S. Women's National Team took the global stage with the World Cup, we saw on Twitter fans asking, you know, I want to buy something to support the players, but do they get any revenue from it? Mm -hmm. And my team on the social side, Mo and Logan on the team were quick to respond. Yes, 8% of all net proceeds go to the players via the relationship we have with the Players Association. And so we're trying Mm -hmm. to always build that in because that feels like the modern process versus asking a player to pose with a round 21 product, which is an old model that I don't think athletes should be defaulting to in today's society. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, how are you seeing the consumer response to that? I'm curious what you think the modern consumer wants from a sports brand at the moment. Well, I think what we've seen in the past five years it's a revolution in sports related to monetization, media distribution, Mm -hmm. even collectibles. There's shifts in every part of the industry, whether Mm -hmm. it's platforms like Barstool Sports or platforms like The Gist or Just Women's Sports. Like There's a take on sports media that Mm -hmm. is providing the fans new listening and on-demand occasions and viewer occasions that provide a sense of participation, provide a sense of always on that from a knock-on effect, I think is influencing fandom, which is encouraging people to invest in things that they want to say something about themselves. So if you live in Chicago Maybe for the first part of your life, you only really had the Bulls and the Bears. And now Mm -hmm. you have the Chicago Red Stars, you have the Chicago Sky, you have your own, like, I'm sure there are Chicago podcasts that are out there talking about the other side of sports. And so that feeling that you can go and find your niche community, I think results in there being a huge white space for brands to provide things that serve that niche community. And for us, that's at Round 21, the multitude of identities that people have when they think about how they are a sports fan, not just reflecting the sports league or team on them. And so from a product perspective and from an industry perspective, I think what was really driven by the social platforms in the early 2000s, where now there's information access everywhere to everyone, I think now is coming back into a very hyper narrow niche perspective where there's an opportunity to go very, very deep and surgical 
around what things people may want and giving them ways to participate in that in a way that honestly, I don't know where it's going to go, but for us, it's influencing how we bring the stories of the players to life through art. And Mm -hmm. that artistic quality is very subjective, even internally at Round 21. We don't brief artists. We don't say, hey, can you do this? We say, hey, Sabrina Inescu and Asia Wilson, this is an example real time, are headed to the WNBA playoffs. Their fans want something new. You, Nina Paloma, are an artist out of LA. You have a unique style. How would you express their story on the canvas of sports apparel? And, you know, then we have the likes of Fanatics and Exporting Goods taking the product, which is amazing, right? We take mm-hmm, it all the way through mm-hmm. distribution. And that's the beauty is where everyone can actually do exactly what they do well. And the sports fan or the person living the sports lifestyle doesn't have to concede anything. They can actually mm-hmm. still feel like they got a bespoke, limited edition, artist-designed drop that celebrates their fandom for Asia Wilson or Sabrina Nescu. And the retail partner that we have can still feel like they have something special around a moment in sports that doesn't dilute because it was conceived of 18 months ago. It was actually conceived of eight days ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that is what makes, or one thing that makes round 21 so eye-catching is that each piece is so custom because you're working with different artists to create each one. And so there's always the opportunity for a surprise. There's always an opportunity for getting people excited with a new drop that's totally different from the last they've seen. And I'm curious, how do you find the artists that you collaborate with? Oh, well, we're very fortunate that we've gotten to a point now where our artist community, which we call the Round 21 Creator Collective, is referring people to us that are good people who also have a creative force inside of them and a story that you know aligns to our values. As of today, I'm still scouting, sourcing, and talent relations at Round 21. We don't do casting calls. I and mean, a lot of this is coming from my experience at Peloton where mm-hmm. the instructors were handpicked versus mm-hmm. Soul Cycle was more of a casting call. We want to be mm. the artist community has to be curated. I don't think Round 21 is for every artist on the planet. We have Mm -hmm. a sports sentiment. We have an optimistic tone. We have Mm -hmm. a canvas, which is often small. You know, there are Mm -hmm. some characteristics of where we play and what we want the tone to be, which again is highly uplifting that not Mm -hmm. all artists resonate with, yet it's still incredible art and Mm -hmm. it should exist in the world. For us, the opportunity is to be a platform for artists who have a sense of in themselves a sports lifestyle or a story around sports. I remember talking to Vic Garcia, an artist out of Miami who is just on an incredible tear this year. He's really making such an incredible impact with his work and it's showing up in so many new places. He was overjoyed to be able to work with the Miami Heat IP, the intellectual property, because he had just lived in Miami for so long and Mm -hmm. like it was a dream. And now I'm sure the heat are coming to him because of where he is in his experience. But for us, there has to be this undeniable passion, which comes in the form of just a conversation. Like you can tell in a conversation if the artist is motivated by the things that we need them to be motivated by. We're a startup still, so we don't Mm -hmm. have huge checks that we're writing for artists. Like there has to be a sense of we're in this together and we're going to grow together. 
And then the art needs to be able to dovetail into an athlete story or a team or a league that we're partnering with in a way that expresses the story of the team league or the moment in sports in a way that is commercially viable. You know, we have almost a hundred artists that we've worked with. Every artist has done more than one product with round 21, which is great. And I sit here and, you know, I think maybe 24 hours, 48 hours ago, Under Armour announced that John Barbados is the creative director or Supreme just like a week ago lost its creative director, Tremaine Emery. These are huge names and iconic names in fashion. I feel like, I mean, we're the, and we are the antithesis of that. We're like, why would one person represent all identities? Like we Mm -hmm. have to have a creative collective Mm -hmm. to be able to operate our business model, which is to try and unlock one's self-identity through their passion of sports. And so it's very different than anything else that's out there. I've never seen a brand try to do what we're doing where the control of the creativity is with the creative collective, but we Mm -hmm. feel like the only modern way to do it with today's consumer values being so rooted in authenticity and one's personal identity. Mm -hmm. And so with that, how do you figure out what is commercially viable? Because the product range is quite broad because of the different styles of the different artists that you work with and the different collaborations you're doing. And I'm curious how you're marrying making something that's commercially viable or kind of figuring out what styles resonate with this your audience, or yeah, is I mean, there? We don't a we wish style. there was a crystal ball. I guess we'd actually mm-hmm. shift our business to selling that crystal ball. No, there's absolutely that is all an art, not a science. I mean, we obviously have the opportunity to see what prior work the artist has done and where that mm-hmm. landed. We know we're so small that we can't be an early in their career, first time ever artist diving board brand. Like we cannot help launch an artist. We're too small. Mm -hmm. We don't have the audience Mm -hmm. size to help launch an artist. So typically the artist's maturity is that they've been in the game for enough time, that's subjective, enough time for their work to have come to life on many forms and formats. For example, Surge, S-U-R-G-E on Instagram, he's ill Surge. Surge and Round 21 connected in 2020. He had been, I don't know, 10 or 15 years in the game in Miami doing what he did on sneakers and murals and helmets for the Miami Dolphins. And he had just been able to express how his work had been articulated within the Miami culture on different formats. Mm -hmm. And part of my 20 years experience commercializing products through Hasbro, Under Armour, Reebok, and Peloton is having a sense of that connection to a community, in this case, the people who live a sports lifestyle, and making a bet. Similarly, Nina Paloma, I mean, she had done work, I think, with Vans and other brands. She also had an incredible tattoo kind of portfolio and this character-driven narrative that she had articulated with like Tweety Bird and Bugs Bunny, that character-driven articulation I felt could be applied to athletes. And Mm -hmm. when we launched her WNBA basketball with the Players Association, the community used the words, oh my God, it looks like a comic book. We had never actually articulated it that way. 
but mm-hmm. the community, and these are mostly, you know, young women, girls who are playing basketball, felt that connection through Nina's work and the player's likeness, which was just an awesome feeling when that happened. You know, then there's Lola Blue, who had never really gone past the music industry, but her work had come to life on drum sets and guitars. And these were drum sets and guitars on Jimmy Fallon and with Snoop Mm. Dogg. And we were like, oh my gosh, what if that was applied to a ping pong paddle? We become an extension of an artist's product portfolio. We're Mm -hmm. typically not the first product in their portfolio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it sounds like there's Going back to this idea of collective, there's this synergy with Round 21 and the artist and a player or a team and kind of exposing each other to each other's existing audiences yeah. to kind of help the entire collective grow, which is pretty cool. Can you tell me about one of your favorite collaborations with an athlete and what was it like? Oh my goodness, there's so many, actually. I guess the most recent, and I don't know when this is going to air, but even like today, there's a major moment happening around our Brittany Griner round 21 drop, just to go back and then I'll come back to the point. I wanted to ask about that one, so I'm glad that you picked that one. (laughs) Well, it's so relevant to this calendar year, 2023, but it's also so pure to the concept of round 21, that it's a good Mm -hmm. example. So her representation came to round 21 prior to the season. The team at Wasserman is amazing. And they sought us out, which was also amazing because they recognized that round 21 would enable and empower Brittany to tell her story in a way that was true to her versus other brands that Brittany is a part of their family would make her a character in their mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. And that was the way they articulated it. And I was just blown away by them recognizing that because yeah. we had not worked with Wasserman prior to this. But we said, yes, what does she want the story to be? And over the course of six weeks, Brittany and Shema Love, Shema Love is the artist, S-H-E-M-A Love, landed on a visual identity, which was very, very simple and really born from Shema's voice, which proudly recognized in his front left chest saying, every game is a home game, which for Brittany Griner in this season has absolutely been a truth, which is coming back. She has a deeper appreciation for being an American that is now back on American soil that mm-hmm. every game is a home game, is this is her home. And then the back of the shirt or hoodie expressing Brittany's commitment to the cause of bringing other Americans home. A handwritten mm-hmm. note of her dedication to this. And Shema's typical character-driven illustration, which is faceless, being the backdrop of the handwritten note. It's Brittany Griner's likeness, but without the face, which is Shema's traditional. Like That's how she typically articulates her characters, all representing the story for this season of BG dedicating her proceeds of the sale, which is 10% to bring our families home. That's the campaign and platform that supported Sherelle and BG and the families and Wasserman and Lindsay and the team in 2022 when Brittany was being detained overseas. And today, September 7th, 8th, actually the 6th, 7th, 8th, 
PayPal and the Phoenix Mercury generously are offsetting the cost of every BG Round 21 product. Basically, PayPal is saying, we want to keep attention on the cause. We are connected by cause as a partner of the Mercury, and we want to cover 40% of the product cost so that all of the proceeds continue to go to bring our families home, right? So all of the committed proceeds, which is 10%. Mm -hmm. That was an incredible gesture and is an active promotion by PayPal because BG and what she represents to the Phoenix community and in some ways to Americans in general transcends the sport of basketball. And so for us, that is the greatest power of what Round 21 could do is be that representation of BG's story and for Shema's work to be the visual representation and people feeling connected by cause has been a real win for the business. And the business has actually done really well. Fanatics and Dick Sporting Goods were a part of the launch. The New York Liberty, the Dallas Wings, the Phoenix Mercury. I mean, when BG traveled to away games, the away game teams were like, how can we help? I don't think that's ever happened in sports. It was very, I'm supremely like grateful that Round 21 has been a part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Thanks for sharing that. It represents so much. It represents, again, kind of where we started, that sticking to your values and making all of the decisions for the business based on those, it comes back in spades. And the payoff for Round 21, as well as the larger sports community, the larger American community, in general, like this one is just huge. And then getting the attention and generosity of PayPal on board, I think it just speaks to your vision of having this very clear direction of where you want to go with things and then seeing it come around full circle. Also, as you were describing it, it just reiterates a lot of what we often see in women's sports about this camaraderie and as a whole, like we just saw it with the Women's World Cup and the situation with Jenny Hermoso and the Spanish Federation and all of this that's going on and how kind of the entire global women's soccer and then even beyond that soccer community got behind her. Same with Brittany Griner, became way bigger than Phoenix, way bigger than women's basketball, way bigger than basketball. And I just love seeing these examples of especially women of color leading the charge on these things that become so much bigger than where they started. Agree. And it truly is just getting started. And I think that that Mm -hmm. mutual support of, you know, creating a new sense of opportunity through women's sports is what's really holding everybody together. And I think that's going to be a decade. I hope it continues, you know, well into the future. Obviously, at some point, people are going to be going after the same media rights, the same championships. But for now, I do think that there's a bit more of a sense of like, We got to figure this out. And I think when you mention Athletes United or Unlimited, I'm sorry, that is a good example, I think, of even though they're out there, you see the other leagues and you see the players obviously going and playing there when they're in the off season, as well as the broadcast rights and ESPN, et cetera. And I think that's in the spirit of there is an under commercialization of women's sports even today. Mm -hmm. Why Mm -hmm. would we suppress it? Let's try to get as much awareness and elevate the voices and everybody's got to play a role there. Mm -hmm, Definitely. So as we are about to close, I'm curious to hear if there is an exciting thing coming up at round 21 that we should keep our eyes peeled for. 
feel like there's never a dull day at round 21, <laughs> but there's a few things actually. Number one is we've learned a lot in the past two to three years about the brand and going into the holidays, we have made a disproportionate just investment of time and strategic resources to make round 21 the easiest gift you can give. Mm -hmm. And I say that because everything we make is distinct and bespoke. Everything we make is premium in terms of craftsmanship, materials, construction. Everything we make obviously has the spirit of sports. So if you know somebody in a geographic location who used to play soccer, or you know somebody who's going to college and has a dorm room, we have a mini hoop and we have a soccer ball for those people. And it's just got to be so, I think, helpful to have round 21 be the easiest gift you can give this holiday. And that's what we're focused on. So that's just one thing I want to say out loud because we're really excited about being honestly, almost like a service to people to make gift giving easy. Mm -hmm. That said, in terms of the sentiment and really a launch that's coming, the Jean-Michel Basquiat estate and the Keith Haring estate have generously given Round 21 the opportunity to bring a couple of products to life this October. And we are proud to partner with the Museum of Modern Art, the MoMA in New York, including extensions in Hong Kong, to bring this very special edition product to market. It is a new canvas for the artist's work. You know, a basketball says so much about the democratic and inclusive nature of both artists and their desire to make art accessible Mm -hmm. to their communities and every community around the world. It's also the ability to hold their art in your hand, which is incredible. The product, and this is really driven by it being launched at the MoMA, comes in a collector's box with gold foil and embossing. Like It's just this beautifully packaged collectible. And that's for round 21s, kind of as we go into the last quarter of the year, the marquee drop for us and the partners just couldn't be better to work with. So we're really excited about that launch as well. That's awesome. I can't wait to see those. I always like to end with a question about what other organizations and sports you are a fan of. So can you give us three examples of companies, brands, individuals who span the worlds of sports and creativity that you admire? Oh, I appreciate that. Okay. So number one, and this is going to sound a little bit, I don't know if it's obvious or not obvious, but Carrie, what you've built with Butter has always been inspiring. You have oh, found you. a way, it's really, Butter Studio has found a way to represent the brands they work with and their brand. When I see a brand that you have built their creative ethos, I know it's you. It's kind of a funny thing. And I dovetail it into women in soccer. And I think about even things that you probably do as passion projects, but there is a sense of creative identity that Butter has, which I've never seen before. And I've worked with a lot of agencies because there tends to be this very strict and it makes sense, but articulation of the brand's identity and not the agency's. But you mm -hmm. have found a way to represent butter in the work you do with brands. And I think that's amazing. Well, thanks. I appreciate You're that. Welcome. The second is Mile 44. Melinda Travis and team are out on the West Coast bringing 
motion and still content to life that celebrates today's sports brands. But Melinda has taken an approach where the team she has is curated and oftentimes is not figuring out the industry, but also early in their career, the people that she works with, the DP, the photographer, the copywriter, the videographer, all of the team that she is pulling together have different levels of experience. And her and her team, I know they do a lot of work with champs, but her and her team have always been extremely open with round 21. We've never actually worked with them in terms of any professional capacity. But just to have that sense of we're here, we're available, and social support as well has always been something that I've appreciated. But also, Mile 44 is definitely on the map and a brand that I look for inspiration from all the time. And then the third is the GIST. And the reason the GIST, G-I-S-T, is more about their business model. They are intentionally providing a reflection of what's happening in sports, but the team that they have, I believe, is 100% female. So the entire team identifies as female, and they pride themselves on being a distribution of sports content that takes the female perspective into consideration. What's unusual about that, in my opinion, is similar to Round 21, people expect a female owned and managed operated brand to only work on female sports. Mm-hmm. And Round 21 doesn't do that. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't do that. There's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, that's a very powerful position, but it doesn't have to be that way. And the gist and the team is trying to build something that has a narrative and a tone and a perspective that is more inclusive by way of the people that are on the team, but that it reflects the entire industry of sports. And I think that's pretty cool. Yes, definitely. I agree. Well, this has been so great. I learned so much more than I knew before about you and Round 21. So thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for creating this platform and I'll see you soon. 